Hey everyone, Geeky Jock here with another toxic masculinity for you. On today's episode, what I want to talk about is much of what passes for dating now is really a form of personal brand management for women that has to contend with the rigors of a global sexual marketplace. No one really dates anymore in this market. Without realizing it, Women simply look for strategic co-branding opportunities that align with the changing perception of a social-sexual value in global society. What the hell did you just say, right? Okay, so, for example, how will the images of me dating this guy increase my brand engagement? How will the pics and video of him appearing in my feed impact with future opportunities to get with a hotter guy? How many simps, commodified beta orbiters, funding my lifestyle will abandon my brand as a result? Well, these and more may not be conscious concerns for women dating today. The social context of this brand management is persuasive. And that's what I want to get into is what I meant by what I meant by that opening is social media has enabled the sexual marketplace to go global. And in that globality, I made up that word, by the way, globality. They, women now, manage their brand globally, their dating brand, right? Okay, well, I'm going to post this picture and it's going to make me look a certain way. They, they are subconsciously or unconsciously aware of every picture that they post on their Instagram, on their whatever the hell, on their Tinder, whatever the hell they're doing. And the reason I care is because I want men to be aware of this new paradigm of the global sexual marketplace and the realities of that and what exactly it means. And if you've listened to my previous, um, I think it was a sexual marketplace part one and part two I did about a year ago, kind of touches on that. And I'm expanding on that concept now where we're no longer in a local, regional dating market, right? Back, back before social media, women would be um, subjected to or accustomed to people in their hometown, people in their direct vicinity. But things like Tinder, things like Instagram, and other various other social media platforms that were designed for women have launched them into the global sexual marketplace where she can be flied out. Um, we see this all the time with your local thoughts, right? They're getting flown out to various states to get banged out by various different guys. And, and that's what I'm talking about is it's now global. It's now international. It's now continental. Their options have increased tenfold. What does that mean for men? I'll get into that. And how do we adjust as men, right? A lot of men are adjusting in the wrong way, I believe. And this is just my opinion, right? But I believe there is a paradigm shift now. And we must be aware of it. Or you will be taken advantage of. Everything they do on social media is now brand management. There's no more dating. There's no more... Oh, I love him. There's none of that bullshit. 
It's all brand management. And they manage their social media apparatuses in that form and in that nature to enable them to keep playing the global sexual marketplace game. And, and what I want to bring up is, why does she post me? Or why, why is she doing this? Why does she post me on Snap? You know, it, it, it all leads back to this. It, it's a brand management arena, a scheme, if, if you will. And we need to be aware of it and, and how to proceed with it. And that's what this episode's about. All right, kinky jock in today's podcast. Let's go. Yo, so what's up? Geeky Jock here in today's podcast. So, global sexual marketplace, right? The rise of social media has changed everything, right? I've gotten into that before, but we have seen now a first generation of women raised on social media, right? We, we're living it. Women's egos and assessments of their own sexual market value are blown out of proportion because of Instagram. I've touched on that many times before, how, you know, you're, you're anywhere from your... I even, even threes get attention now. Even from threes to all the way to sevens are flooded. And I like to, <laughs> I like to use the analogy of um, when you throw an, a, 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 like a big-time fisherman or a big-time fisherman enterprise throws a net, and all these fishes get caught up. Those are all the hungry men trying to get at any woman. There's thousands and thousands. There's a school of them trying to get at anywhere from a girl even as low as three, seven to eight to nine. You know, th- there is an unprecedented amount of attention to your average woman, right? She's not spectacular. She's not overly beautiful. She's maybe a little bit overweight, uses five filters. You know, I, I don't mean to trash women, right? But this is called toxic masculinity. So if you're listening to this, please turn it off. And get the fuck out of here if you don't want to hear the truth. If you want to hear the truth, continue listening and shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) All right, so with that being said, your average man doesn't get that, right? Get that kind of attention, right? If you're an average guy, no woman's hitting you up, right? And that's the reason... I'm I'm a little callous in my conversation and in my calculations, right? If you're just an average guy who has a little bit going for him, you're you're basically invisible to your average woman because she has hundreds or thousands of messages or matches or whatever, right? Of everyone trying to fuck her, right? And we know that men's testosterone levels are ridiculously high compared to women our sex drives are tenfold to women so your average woman is having thousands of dicks thrown at her every day just flopping in them she's flopping in dicks bro right and you're just a guy who who's just trying to get by right but your average woman is flopping in the dicks right just like fish just flopping like you throw a fish on a boat how it flops 
Imagine thousands of those fishes just flopping, just trying to get at her. That's your average woman now because of the global sexual marketplace, right? Whereas before social media, before Instagram, before Tinder, before all that, she would be lucky to have any guy go up to her. Now she has beta simps from every state, from every even Indian simps, Chinese simps, New Zealand simps, um, fucking Afghanistan simps. She'll she'll take that attention too. All those simps are hitting her up, liking her pics, telling her she's cute. You know, where your average man is essentially invisible. So, this isn't to get at, like, oh, I feel sorry for men. No, this isn't about, it's just about the reality of the global sexual marketplace. And I want to keep reiterating that, global, right? Women are now in a global sexual marketplace. Yeah, she may be laid up with you on the couch. You may think you got her. But Tyrone, Chad, Mohammed, boom, boom, ding, whatever, are hitting her up. On Instagram, on Tinder, right? It's just a never-ending kind of thing. So I digress. You know, we've come to the point where we don't even expect anything else from women other than an aggressionized self of female self. The average guy has little recourse but to accept this ego appeasement and adapt to a sexual marketplace defined by women's hubris or by choice or necessity. They simply opt out of that marketplace or they convince themselves they do. In fact, much of what passes for dating now is really a form of personal brand management. And I, and I kind of iterated that in that first step. It's like, we don't expect anything less now. So what, what I mean by that is, you, you, we've been conditioned to this new sexual marketplace. We know she's getting hit up by Chad. Tyrone, Mohammed, Bing Chung Jing. You know, she's being hit up by all kinds of races and guys of social of different socioeconomic status. Right? She has all these guys at her disposal. And that's just the reality. It's not talking down on women, it's not talking down on you, or I'm not trying to say that. What I'm trying to say is wake up to the reality in which you are in. Right? Because I know if you're an average guy, and I consider myself an average guy for now, right? You don't have women hitting you up at the, at the same or exponential rate as horny guys are hitting up your average woman. That's just a reality fact of the global sex marketplace. And if you want to disagree with me, I'm totally open to that. But it's kind of obvious. You know, your, your average five as a woman who has no job, nothing really going for her, a little bit overweight, will get exponentially more matches than a guy who's in shape, has a good job, has a car, does what he does. And those are just facts. Those are just facts. So in this new global social order, the sexual marketplace is by women for women. And I've gone over that in my last episode where I talked about the child-centric order. We are literally in a child-centric order where 
everything's for women and by women. And if you think the patriarchy is still a real thing, you are completely deluded and out of touch with what's actually happening in society. Women control society now. Women control the sexual marketplace. That's why they can abort babies as they wish. But if they get knocked up by someone that they want to, then you're on the hook. They control all sexual reproduction. They control the sexual global dating marketplace. There are laws in place to facilitate their ends. You can go back to my previous episodes and I talk more in detail about that. But just those three bullet points in a succession goes to show you what kind of reality in which you are in. Women have definitely more rights than men now. Women can kill babies. Men can't. And I know I've been over this, but I just want to reiterate it if you are a first-time listener. Okay, so I digress. In this new reality, in this global sexual marketplace, right, men are simply the replaceable accessories needed to optimize women's strategies or to be used as convenient foils when the consequences of those strategies become unignorable. So, it's hardly surprising then when we're moving into the second generation of what academics call the lost boys, young men with no real purposeful direction in life, less creative, less drive, and a generation-defining sex of insubstantial depression. You know, and, and what would be their incentive to prop them to be creative or to be purposeful? Certainly not the long-term reward of an adorned woman or a sexual satisfaction born of her genuine desire. Those rewards that women don't give average men are reserved for the high-value men all women, young and old, believe they are due. Anything less is just brand management now. And I'm going to stop it right there. Right? So... If you're not considered a high-value man to her, everything else is brand managed. Yeah, she'll date you. Yeah, she'll, she'll play the game with you. Yeah, she'll give it up because all women give it up now. I mean, you're not special, bro. If you're my age, I'm 29. Your girl has been ran through by a couple guys, maybe 5, 10, 15, 20, 35. She's been to college and it's been a sorority. Sorry to tell you, brah. She's been ran through. Okay, so don't think you're special. You know, and I kind of want to elude that illusion that you're in. That you think, oh, she's mine. She loves me. Mm-hmm. So did she love those other guys she was fucking. Okay? So don't think you're special for a minute. And what I mean by anything less is brand management. Women only want high-value men, right? She wants to keep bigger better deal in in most circumstances and money most of most of you or a lot of women be like no i love him for what he is oh i love him oh i love him i love him for what he is don't fucking say that it's bullshit bro if bad bunny were to come up to your chick and say, hey, bitch, I'm going to fuck you right now, you'd fuck him. 
I'd say that for 90% of the women now. She's going to fuck a high-value man. Or Drake or whoever, bro. That's why they make these proposed lists of celebrities that they would fuck if they were given the chance. And anything else is brand management. You think if she was with Bad Bunny, and I only mention Bad Bunny because I've been on TikTok a lot, and these bitches like this, like this, this fucking guy just because he has status and shit, right? You think if she was with him, she'd be posting her ass pics on Instagram or not posting? You think she wouldn't be posting a million selfies with him, letting, letting the whole world know that she's taken? That's what I mean by brand management. If your girl isn't exclusively posting you, letting other people know she's with you, posting a lot of pictures with you, then she's brand managing, bro. She's going to post her body. She's going to post her ass. She's going to do suggestive pictures. Because subconsciously, she wants the global sexual marketplace to know that she could be had. Unless she's with what she deserves is her high value, man. And you can only be that for a certain extent. And that's just the reality of it. And if you want to refute that, I'm okay with that. But this is what I'm laying out for you. In a global sexual marketplace, unless you're her peak high-value man, anything less is just brand management. She'll post you here and there, you know. She'll post when you take her out, when you're doing this. But yeah, she'll post an ass pic or a suggestive pic. Or, or or those sort of things because she's brand managing. She, she's using that global sexual marketplace, which is Instagram. If you're with someone, she probably won't be using Tinder in your face. But she'll use Instagram. She'll use other things to let the word out about her availability via her suggestive pictures, via things of that nature. Right? So, okay. Simmer on that. Next segment coming up. Kiki Chalk, End of Days podcast. Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, so I know what I'm getting at is pretty deep. But we all know we live in this feminism reality, right? Third wave. What I mean by third wave feminism, if I can sum it up, is girls are raised on an ideal that no woman ought to ever do anything for the express pleasure of a man. Doing something pleasurable for one becomes an act of rebellion against the strong, independent woman, right? And they're raised to emulate this characteristic, right? I don't need no man. I ain't doing for him. I'm not making him a sandwich. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that, right? That's not every woman. But they all have it in the back of their heads, right? And if they do do stuff for you, like in my experience... It's never unconditional. It's always with condition. Right? Because they don't want to do anything for the sole express pleasure of a man. It's always with condition. Because every woman has that cancerous feminism in them. At least in my era. And definitely for you younger guys. And if you don't believe that, you just don't have a lot of experience with women. I've lived with women. Uh, I've had a relationship for 10 years, one for almost five years. On and off, I've had other relationships with women. 
I've lived with two women for years on end. It, it always comes with conditions, no matter what. And anybody who's had vast experience with women can agree with me. If you're a young guy and you're just fucking and, and hanging out with women, then, you know, I get it. You don't, that's not of a lot of experience. I've had kids with women and I see how they change with kids. I've seen how they react to certain circumstances. So, me at the ripe age of 29, going on 30, have had dealings with women going past 15, even 16 years. And I believe this, once again, this thing to be true. We are in an age when girls are raised in the ideal that no woman ought to ever do anything for the express pleasure of a man. Doing something pleasurable for one becomes an act of rebellion against a strong and dependent woman. And no matter how much they say they're not, they are. Because they're all infected. Every woman now is infected with this third wave feminism. And it goes back to other things I talked about where getting the woman isn't success. Because when you do get the woman, that means you are giving up your sexual strategy, your dreams, your desires in order to fulfill hers. So, like, for me, if someone's fucking my ex or doing something, you know, I kind of laugh at that kind of thing that I would be hurt about that kind of stuff. And I bring me up because I want to be personal with you guys because I don't want you to think that. I'm just talking shit to talk shit. Getting a woman isn't success. In this day and age, it's always failure, mostly. You're giving up your freedoms. You're giving up a lot of things. And if you're taking on a woman with baggage, you are definitely not in that winning category. Because we've been fooled to think that sex is the end of all. If you're fucking her, then a lot of men think that they're winning. When in fact, they're not. Every time I talk to someone, I always think about whose ends are being fulfilled in that relationship. Right? Sex is very temporary. Sex is very quick. You can fuck within 10-15 minutes. Sometimes if it's good, within a few minutes, seconds. You, you can bust a nut real quick. And for that nut, what you're paying out is oftentimes exponential. The attention, the drama, the command, the things that you need to do to fulfill her inflated ego are sometimes very detrimental to men. But they don't see it because we just want to bust a nut. And they think that by subsiding her or providing her with everything that she wants, that you're in fact winning. But I assure you, you are not. Especially for you younger guys, you are in fact not winning. Instead of building something, instead of doing things for yourself, you are sacrificing all that for a nut. And she knows that. And she will use that against you. 
why I bring this up because it, it leads into my next point. The late great Patrice O'Neill, comedian, did the Black Phillip show. Look it up, guys, please, if you're listening to this. Called the Black Phillip Show by Patrice O'Neill. And my next move is kind of be similar something to that. But nonetheless, he paraphrased. Women want a man who's better looking, smarter, stronger, more dominant, educated, taller and richer than they are, yet still wants him to think of her as his equal or his queen. He's my queen. Fuck that bullshit. He's the ideal Superman who will still defers to her socially mandated authority because he respects women. Despite being her superior in every way imaginable, oh, he still has to contentionally qualify for intimate approval, even if he intentionally initially passes the average woman filters, otherwise she might begin to feel as if she settled on him. That's the predicament we find ourselves in, right? Women only want someone who's taller, smarter, better, stronger, all this fucking laundry list of either fucking bullshit. But yet, at the same time, she wants to be treated as an equal or looked upon as an equal that what she does is so hard. Right? And that's a very true statement. You are better than her in every way, but yet she's still your queen. She's still this, right? And I'll use myself as an example, right? I'm 6'2". I'm educated. I make way more money than most women. Um, whatever, 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 right? But yet the average girl thinks she's better. She thinks she is the shit because she has a bazillion orbiters and her DM is due to the global sexual marketplace telling her how beautiful she is or whatever, whatever, whatever. Right? There's, there's really no winning in that scenario. Right? You can, you can qualify. And we're talking about average women here. Okay, make no mistake about this. I'm not talking about the the Victoria's Secret models, the Miranda Kerrs of the world. I'm talking about a five here. She thinks she's on your level because of feminism. Even though she makes half of what you make, even less than that. Because she's... 10, 20, 30 pounds overweight, not spectacularly looking, she thinks she deserves Brad Pitt railing her. That's what the global sexual marketplace has produced. That's why there's been a study that our generation is having the less sex ever because these women are so conditioned, so opportunistly using the global sexual marketplace at their disposal. And that's just the reality of the fact. You need to realize where you're at in that marketplace. An average guy, which, you know, 
being average is not a bad thing. But what I'm saying, your average guy doesn't get play. Because what I just said, right? Women want someone who's, and I talked about this before, 6'2", 6'3", whatever. You know, only, I forgot what the percentage was. Forgive me, guys. But it's really low. It's like less than 15% that all men are over six feet. And then she wants six figures, right? That's like top 10, 5% tile. Right? She wants you to be funny. She wants you to be all these other things on top of all those ridiculous commands. But yet she's fat. Aging. Has baggage. But... She wants the high-value man because feminism told her she deserves it. And what I'm getting at is, at times, you need to take a step back and realizing that getting a woman, although average, I say average is 5 to 7. She's a 5 to 7. And definitely she's not an 8, 9, or 10. Because 8, 8s, 9s, and 10s are model status with no kids. Flat ass stomach with no baggage. Okay, five to sevens are mostly what men are dating now. Okay, sevens are mostly eights who have baggage. And that's how I would quantify that. She could be an eight, but she has a kid, she has a baby daddy, she has all this kind of shit going. And if if you want to take that on, come more power to you, dude. Not hating, not talking down on you. But what I'm saying is, are you really winning? Are, are, are you fulfilling your biological imperatives, your dreams by dating a woman with kids? You're obviously not. You are, in fact, playing by her sets of rules in order to get your nut off. And that's where most men find themselves at now. But I digress. One thing that we on our no social order and our new order communication society has made unignorable is that the troops we used to build the previous social orders aren't exactly what we believe them to be. <sighs> Very true. Regardless, we still cling to romantic ideals that were tangible in previous eras despite the growing easily accessible research data and empirical evidence, blah, blah, blah. What we're left with is a conflict of old order hope, vape romance, emotionalisms, and the lives shaped by those who influence versus often harsh empirical objective truths about human nature. Yeah, so you want to say, oh, I want to I wanna live happily ever after. Oh, oh, I love it, love. It's all about love. I love it. Shut the fuck up. With Tinder and Instagram, we are seeing how women truly are. They're not trying to go up to the sunset with me because I have a job and she loves me for me. That's what I'm trying to say there in that intellectual spat is you're still clinging on to these old world idealistic kind of definition of what love and dating is when in fact it's a global sexual marketplace where thousands of dicks are thrown at women and they're taking it sorry to be the harsh reality of truth but that's just the truth 
you know, men are truly the romantic ones, not women. Men are innate idealists. This idealism prompts us to performance where we use to establish dominance and competence hierarchies amongst ourselves. But it also incentivizes us to the romanticism we hope will solve our reproductive problem. Yeah, I mean, men, men are the romantic ones, right? They're always the ones giving flowers, we get on one knee, we plan all the dates. You know, men are truly the romantic ones, and women are usually just the bystanders who just accept men's offerings. And, and that's the truth. But what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that narrative, that whole that whole old order of dating is dead. And we need to wake up about it. All right, next segment coming up, Kiki Jock in a date. But she loves me, Kiki Jock. She loves me. I swear she loves me for me. And she's a great girl. And loves me. Shut the fuck up bitch <laughs> I know I sound like um I'm just the fucking devil right but this last segment is about facing reality and and, and not the fickle words of any woman so I'll say with this, we are in a different era, different order of dating, life, love. Progressivism, feminism, the geocentric order, and wokeism are really just old order faiths founded on previous assumptive presumptions. Like, oh, girls, girls are innocent. And they love me, and they're just beautiful creatures, and they'll never hurt me. They love me for me. You know, that, that kind of shit. But what we truly, truly find ourselves in is the new order. Those old order shit that you still cling on to are destroyed by easily accessed data like the 50% divorce rate and 75 to 80% of those are initiated by women the the empirical truth that women want men who are higher value than them not your average guy your your old order is being destroyed by our new evidence. The more empirical truth that we find ourselves in, or sadly to say, the questions that come from it, the more desperate the old also sort the old social order becomes in maintaining the frameworks of its power. Women are fighting twofold to. To keep us believing that we're in that old social order. That they're not dots. That they're not brand management whores. That 
they wouldn't leave you for Bad Bunny on a night. Women have been exposed. And it's time men start realizing that. That true love and happily ever after is a pipe dream. You know, we, we've we just exposed the game we've all enjoyed playing up until technology made public what the winners and losers had to be. You know, and the crazy thing about this is that women want to play the game. They just don't want to be told they're playing it. You know, they're constantly playing it, but they don't want to be told that you know the game because in that, that infiltrates their subconscious and their infiltrates their game. The more you wake up to this new paradigm, the less power they have over you. And for me, I've I've known about it, and now it's it's really time to. It's not like some conspiracy thing where I'm going to make them pay or anything. It's about being truly aware of what the truth is about reality and about the sexual global marketplace that women are in now. Will you continue to let them continue on on their ends on your accord? Or will you go your own way? And find and, and find a way that you can Fulfill your sexual desires and things that you want to do in your life without being a slave to a woman. It's up to you. This is just a recording and a guy in a microphone. Your choices are yours. To do whatever it is that you please. I just hope these words find someone in which you can digress upon these arguments and find a better life for yourself. One in which is not inclusive to the female imperative and instead into your imperative. Society tells men to do what they're told and society tells women to do what's best for them. So what kind of guy are you? Are you one that's going to do what woman tells you to do? Or are you going to kind of guy that wants to do what's best for himself? Even though you will be ridiculed and demonized. But in the same breath, you will be winning. You will be doing what you want to do every day. And not sacrificially doing things for a woman for a nut. We all have choices. I understand that. But in order to make choices, we must be informed of our current paradigm. So now that you know, we all have choices. You either choose yourself or you choose a female imperative. This is Geeky Jock in today's podcast. See you guys. Till next time.